Right, welcome in everybody to the Can We Kick a Podcast. We are back live in person. This is your co-host Mike, along with my good friend here, Chuck. Kunu. <laughs> Kunu. Kunu Kunu. How's it going, Kunu? I'm good, POP. Nice. You're not wearing a watch, I see. No. When I moved here, I got rid of the watch. <laughs> so how do you tell time? On my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I keep, like, that movie pops in my head every day. Oh, yeah. My my cousins are in Hawaii for their honeymoon and her <laughs> husband, and I, they'll post pictures and send updates, and I'm like, Kunu. <laughs> Wedding in Hawaii. It's, very original. <laughs> is that the guy from Kaiser, Kaiser Permanente? Yeah, we've met. Oh, that's right. You're the guy from Kaiser Permanente. <laughs> no, that's not me. I've had that movie and Wedding Crashers stuck in my head. I watched Wedding Crashers uh, last week, I think. Nice. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I put it on when I went to bed one night. Nice. Great movie. Yeah, Dad, Dad thinks I would be a liability if he ever ran for president. Now, Todd, surveys have shown that the people would ultimately empathize with our situation. <laughs> what situation, Dad? <laughs> You're home. <laughs> Do the granny of that. Amazing. Uh, crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does, baby. <laughs> Classic, original Bradley Cooper. Amazing. His best performance. Oh, yeah. Maybe uh, not, but... It Star was, is born. It's, it's right I don't know. I, I liked him in American Sniper. And, uh, oh, that was a good one, yeah. Nightmare Alley, he was really good. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It's good. It was, it was on HBO. He was also in a movie called Midnight Meat Train. Have you seen that? No. It's about a serial killer on a subway, and he's a journalist trying to figure it out. Whoa. Mind blower of a movie. Yeah? Low budget, saw type shit, but crazy, because it's got Bradley Cooper in it. Wow. Midnight Meat Train. I'll send you a link to the trailer, yeah. He's also in Wet Hot American Summer. I have Uh, not seen that. I've seen the new and the old. That's right. There was a new and an old, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was good. I can't think of a thing where he's been batted. Me either. And we and we didn't even hit on the Hangover trilogy. Like, jeez, yeah. man. Like, it's just crushing it. Guy's living it. Yeah. America's greatest living actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so. he's a new Clint Eastwood, man. I was going to say the new Ralph Macchio. Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Michael J. Fox. Yeah. 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 Oh, I saw a video of him and uh, Christopher Lloyd, and man, he's his Parkinson's is taking it's over. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. But yeah, so we're back live in person yeah. for the first time in good. like a month. Yeah, and my beard's grown. Yeah, it's really gotten some length. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, Jackie and I recorded an episode and we talked seven and eight. eight. Yeah. And, uh, before that, you and Dylan did some episodes on yeah. um, his insights. And, dude, oh, that, oh, I totally forgot. So we had the wedding. Yeah. Went on the honeymoon in Naples. Yeah. Did a pizza making class. Met a couple who were from Los Angeles. Yeah. And she worked on the sound crew for Barry. That's right. Yeah. And so they're like uh, freelance workers in the industry. Yeah. And, and um, so she said she worked on, I think, season two of Barry. And friends with him on on Instagram, and and her boyfriend's got a band, and it's pretty good music too. Yeah, but um, it was really cool that they worked with Bill Hader and said he's like the nicest guy ever, and Henry Winkler and all of that. So it was like it was really cool to meet somebody from the industry and get some insight. Yeah, did you um, tell her to get us on on Barry? Like, Push for it, like Chad and JT, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. and just get us in an episode. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll do the beignets. Do, yeah. 
<laughs> we'll be the guys running out of the dealership is while Mitch's beignet. What was it called? Uh, uh, beignets by Mitch. Beignets by Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good season. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was really cool. So, honeymoon was great. Went to Paris and Rome and Naples and went to the little town my family's from. Um, north Cuario? of Naples. Cuero. Yeah. Cuero. There's a little bar and... Uh, Jose Cuero. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, barbershop with my family's last name on it. So oh, nice. Immigrated over in like 1880s or something like that. I can't remember. But nice. Yeah, it was really cool, man. We had a good time and, you know, the wedding was a lot of fun. Glad you guys were there and you and Blanca and... Um, yeah, we, we had a really great time. Um, I've been to two weddings since we've <sighs> podcasted yeah. last year's and my cousin's. <laughs> Uh, New Jersey last weekend, but yeah, it was fun. We were honored to be involved and be there. So, um, congratulations. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah. And Blanca was on your plane for the honeymoon to <laughs> yeah, Paris because yeah. she went to Croatia uh, through Paris and Venice. So that was pretty cool. Like you were telling me before we got on that you've seen Blanca <laughs> like more frequently than you have me yeah. in the last month. Yeah. So yeah, it was cool. We were chilling right outside of the gate. There was a little, yeah. re- little restaurant, and she just walked up, and we all had breakfast together. It was, it was <laughs> hilarious, man. Yeah, and then That's, she sat like ten rows behind us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you though, I will never fly economy again, especially on a flight that long. Uh, on the way back, did you fly first class? Uh, we Our flew business? premium economy, which oh, basically yeah. was like first class on a little jumper, yeah. you know, from here to yeah, yeah, wherever. But uh, yeah, we pushed our flight a day so we could get premium economy and yeah. oh my god it was worth it yeah yeah i with united automatically get upgraded to premium economy oh, nice. and with my status stuff and uh, it's amazing like so when we went to so we had a couple of uh, a couple of uh, things so like when in our flight to new jersey I booked the regular flight, and when Blanca got back from Croatia, she booked, like, the basic economy with um, United. So you can't choose your seat and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I usually get automatically upgraded and sometimes get upgraded first class, but that's very rare. Um, And so I was upgraded to, like, 7... D. I love the aisle seats. Oh yeah, and seven is a bulkhead, like right behind first oh, class. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I love. That's my favorite place to sit now. I used to sit you get in the, the back. wall. You get to put your feet yeah. up. Oh yeah, dude. And so I, w- I was all checked in that, and I was like, "Blanca, where are you sitting?" And so she's like, "Oh, I'm in this row and E, which is a middle seat. Uh, there's a seat open next to me." Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay," so I switch. <laughs> but on the way there, it wasn't. Bad. We yeah. flew out early in the morning. I think we were like 20-something, but it was in the regular economy section. On the way back, I switched as well again, and we are in like 37. Oh. And I used to love sitting in the back because I like to be near the bathroom so sure. I didn't have like... So I could be like, oh, I can just go to the bathroom like anytime I want or stand up back in the, the galley or whatever and stretch my legs. Oh, yeah. You walk but, around a little bit, yeah. Sneak a, and, sneak a free water while the uh, attendants are looking. And I was yeah. never in a hurry to get off the plane. No. And now, like, that I go to premium economy, I sitting back there was, like, being... Oh, cattle. And, it, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, it's literally, like, I'm back there, and so people are sitting down, and then someone's like, uh, that's my seat. And they're like, huh? Oh, I'm in... 
Oh, oh, I'm not in 38C. Oh, I'm in 22. Like, it was yeah, like, like what? <laughs> you just pass your number? Yeah, it, dude. It, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, it's a whole different ball game. And like, I so you boarded before me. You sat at my seat, twelve rows further back yeah. from where you sat, and you put your bag up there. So now all the other bag spaces are taken ten rows ahead of mine. So well, fuck. Another thing that ha- what I notice whenever because now that you just sit in the front, yeah, is like you know there's always usually some of the back rows they have like it closed because they have they've got like the the attendance, yeah, um, luggage or safety stuff, yeah. and all that, all the live so and shit. Yeah, I sit there and watch, like, you know, I always board in the second in group two, and like one of my last flights earlier this year, I didn't have room over seven. Is mm. people just put their stuff there and then walk to the back? They're just walking to the and, back, and I watch like people like. They're just putting their stuff up front and going back to row 20. And there's open things there. It's like, so I had to put mine I, on this one particular flight. I put it in like 10. And then when the flight landed, I stood up and there was a guy in row 10. I'm like, can you hand me my bag? Because some Pass idiots were doing, you know, yeah. and like they were nice about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, otherwise I'm going to walk back here and block you. I got to wait till everybody gets off in front of me. Yeah. yeah. But like, I mean, it's all in the scheme of things. It's all... Oh, it's first world problems but, for sure. Yeah. But it's just, I still love like when we were in row 37, coming back to Houston thir- yesterday morning and the plane, we get to the gate and they, everybody stands up. Oh, it's yeah. like click. It's a single click and, of every seatbelt. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, we're in row 30, like people like, Hey, you're in the thirties. Like yeah. you're going to be standing here for like 25 minutes. Yeah. Like, why are you standing up? Yeah, it makes <laughs> no sense. Yeah. That's what I loved about the flight back from Europe because we yeah. were in premium economy. Yeah. And as soon as we, like, parked, everybody stood up. We literally stood there for 15 minutes. And it's like, yeah, there's, like, 500 people on this airplane. Yeah. With, like, two aisles that go to the same door. Yeah. We're not getting out of here anytime soon, yeah. people. Yeah. So. Well, that's why, like, like, getting in row seven and pretty much – you get off pretty quick because first class gets yeah. off and then you're right out the door. Yeah. Um, but, like, I never check bags or anything, so I'm oh, not... I hate checking bags. But when we, we did... we, My parents went to the wedding and they took, like, all of our wedding attire. And we sent them up with a big suitcase of nice. stuff. But then we, we just took one carry-on up there. And we left them with a carry-on to bring back, and nice. we took, took the big, the big and, and shared the big yeah. suitcase, so we checked it. But when we were in 37, by the time we got off and walked from the last gate in E to the C baggage claim, our bag, you know, was had been circling. Oh, nice. So we just yeah. grabbed the bag and go, yeah. like, which was fine for having to check bag, because yeah. we don't have to wait forever so yeah I, mean, I love i i do i can talk forever about like flying and yeah. like the process because like i love how people just are waiting for their bag yeah. and they stand like five feet back and i'm like no bro you got to get up on that thing because somebody's gonna walk in front of you you're yeah. gonna get pissed because they're trying to get their bag yeah anyway i got this i, get, I got i went to this whole dissertation i with go Jackie about the it. closest i can get yep to the uh conveyor belt and then i put my foot up like I'm a, wearing a cowboy hat and boots up exactly. on the, the metal part. And I am almost about to fall over and become a baggage myself. That's how close I get. 
Yeah, my bags tend to when I check because I have the priority with my oh, status yeah. and stuff, so they come out pretty quick. Yeah, usually so that's class. But I never yeah. try to check a bag. But yeah, oh, but I yeah, didn't we, check it a bag. Yeah. We uh, Blanco back from Croatia, and immediately I went to Baton Rouge for work. Yeah, and then came back Thursday night, and then Friday morning six a.m. flew to New Jersey, Whoa. and. My cousin April and, and her husband Jeremy got married on Saturday, and uh, we um, Monday, Blanca and I went to um, Hoboken and worked from my cousin April's apartment in Hoboken. We stayed nice. at their place while they went to Hawaii for oh, their honeymoon. Class. Yeah. So we operated from out of there and then went into the city to meet. We we had dinner in uh, Hell's Kitchen on. Tuesday night with some friends, uh, Rafa and Emilio and, and Jamie, um, at a n- lovely restaurant called B, uh, B-E-A, so like, mm. your boss. Yeah. Um, it was really good, and uh, we took subways and path and all that, and my favorite thing to do is ride the trains up there. Oh, yeah. And then Wednesday night, we met... One of Blanca's friends from New York and London, Milan, he actually lives in London, but he was there in New York for work for the week. Nice. So uh, we met him in Greenwich Village at a restaurant. And um, so, and, and actually, we met, that was during the f- game one of Astros and Yankees. Oh, yeah. And I was, uh, yeah, it was game one because it was Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. And the Yankees went up. I think one to nothing. Yeah. And everybody's cheering. Well, we went, it was like a restaurant bar. We were, we just like had drinks and hung out. And then Blanc and I went and ate afterwards because like we didn't get anything to eat and it was yeah. like nine o'clock. <laughs> uh, we just walked down the street and found a restaurant. And nice. Ate. And, uh, but everybody's cheering thing. And then when the Astros scored, I stood up and clapped a couple of times and then I, I like raised my fist. I'm like, yeah. And I clapped. And then everybody looked at me, and I just sat down. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yes. I'm not. I sent, I sent my like family, like, like my cousins, and kids, and everybody was like, I'm in enemy territory. If I don't make it out alive, <laughs> yeah. like, here's where we're at. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but it was a good time. Like, it was funny. I started thinking, like, I love. I don't think I could live there because I'm too old, but I love being up there. And oh yeah, and. Just, it's so, like, we literally walk from my cousin's place in Hoboken, like, five minutes to the path. Oh, it yeah, takes, yeah. like, and, like, especially, like, Greenwich Village, like, it was, like, an eight-minute train ride to Christopher Street, and the restaurant was, like, two blocks up. Nice. It's, like, it, you, there's no driving, like, yeah. you don't have to drive. Well. And, like, anywhere, like, today, <laughs> you know, we order, I ordered some food and picked it up for while recording, you know. The place is, like, like two miles from the house. It's, like, 10, 12 minutes because of roads and construction. Oh, yeah. Each way to go there and back, it's, like, uh, and I'm, I didn't drive for a week. Yeah. Like, yeah. I drove to Baton Rouge and drove back, and then from Friday to Thursday, didn't drive yeah. at all. So, great. I, I love hitting that lull. Yeah. Great. Great. I love, like, of course, you know, we love our driving in the U.S., but sure. it was so nice because like, even just, like, my parents picked us up from the airport, and then we rode back with my cousins to Hoboken, 
And then we took the trains everywhere. Um, so it was like, didn't have to drive. It's great. Oh, so, yeah, dude. It was, uh, it, when we were in New York last time, we yeah. were in Tribeca, and the train station, the subway station, literally was like right across the street at the corner. Yeah. So we just walk out, get right on the train, and go wherever we want. Oh, it's amazing, dude. I and, love that about large cities. Yeah. Um, which, Paris, great. Naples, great. Uh, Rome, well, Naples was kind of hard because we were in the middle of nowhere. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rome, like hardly any subway system. Yeah. So everything was cabs. Was all the cars like parked in the median? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. When I Last time I was in Rome, like in the mid-2000s, yeah. I just was amazed because there was like little tiny cars parked all different ways in the median of the street. And it was just cars parked everywhere. Dude, it was a free-for-all. Yeah. Like uh, mopeds and motorcycles yeah. everywhere yeah. and no like regard for the lines yeah. on the street. Yeah. And then saw a dude. Did I text you? Like saw we were having pizza one night in Paris. Saw a dude get run over on oh, a yeah, scooter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, insane, dude. You told me some guy just got brained. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, just got, something. You said something funny. Yeah, it was oh, it's bad, it, dude. Yeah, but I did have one thing. Like, don't listen to the news. Like, go to New York. Like, we rode the the subways. We walked. Yeah, we rode the path. We never felt uncomfortable. No. Didn't see any crime. Like, I think, um, I don't know. There's so many scare tactics about going places now For because sure. crime is on the rise. Yeah. Like, dude, when we were in Paris, like, comfortable the whole time. they're not like overtly friendly to Americans. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, it's just the French personality. Yeah. They're not very friendly to begin yeah, with. Yeah. But as soon as we got to Italy, they were like, oh, yeah, come on in, like, yeah. have a drink. Like, it was a mate, it was a totally. Yeah. Different, like, mind shift going yeah, badly. I, I used I to work for an Italian company yeah. and have many Italian friends from that. And they'll give you the shirt off their back. Like, yeah. I mean, they're the friendliest people, at least my experience, and my three trips to Italy, yeah. the same thing, like, all over Italy. You know who the biggest they're, assholes in Europe are? Amer- besides the French? Amer- Americans. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. So we have this entitlement of, like, yeah. we're the best country that ever lived, even though we're one of the youngest. I saw a guy... <laughs> probably my age yeah. get into, into an argument with a French waiter because his orange juice came like an inch and a half below the rim lacking orange juice. Yeah. And he was like, where's the rest of it? And the waiter was like, I don't understand. We're so entitled. And I was like, I, I wanted to be like, yo bro, pay for your orange juice and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It was oh so bad. I mean, you just think about it, we're so entitled. I would, yeah. I spent 10 minutes talking about being in, like, row 37 in an airplane. <laughs> he pitched about I am the asshole yeah. there. Yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, there's way worse people, for no, sure. No, but yeah, yeah. we are in. We're very spoiled. Yeah. And that's why I think, like, yeah. Dude, people don't even, like, Italy, that like, didn't have dryers. Like, yeah. everybody hangs their yeah, shit outside. Their, yeah. That, like, totally threw my game off. <laughs> That's how, like, spoiled I am. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean I got to air dry my shirts for, like, three days? Yeah, it was crazy. But hell of a trip. Yeah. Good to be back. Yeah. Thanks to my bookie who was in New <laughs> oh Jersey. Oh, my God. You won me some money. Dude, you and my friend Rip, like, <laughs> balled out yeah. on DraftKings. <laughs> Between both of y'all, y'all made on four bets... No, six bets. You guys were six and zero, oh, like yeah. over eight hundred something dollars. Oh yeah, between the both of y'all, sick. I hate both of y'all <laughs> so much. Yeah, I love how like I kid you not. I watched a hype video for that Alabama Tennessee yeah. game. 
Oh, I was watching. I watched Game Day. Yeah. Well, while I was driving, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and like they paid Manning, picked Tennessee, and then yeah. as soon as I turn it off, like she puts on the radio and it's some country song about Tennessee. And then I was like, I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm gonna put a hundo down. Yeah. And then that's when I text you. And he, you were like, Did somebody die? Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike had already put told me to put twenty five dollars yeah. on Tennessee, which was paying like eighty three or something like yeah. that. And I'm like. Okay, I see. That's not a bad flyer. It's, a, it's an easy so, loss. Yeah. Like, and then he texts me, he's like, put 100 on Tennessee. And I'm like, did all the Alabama players die in a plane crash? Or I'm like, what? what? Like, that's a pretty ballsy move, Cotton. Like, and uh, you're like, I'm feeling it. I'm like, okay, Venmo me that hundo and I'll put it on there. And, and I'm like, I was telling my friend, uh, Eric, I'm like, Hey, Mike, just he's got like 125 bucks in Tennessee. He's like, Yeah, that's a good play. I'm like, oh, the fuck? Like, that's <laughs> yeah, like, I should have took a flyer and put some money on it. You should have. Yeah. I was betting stupid, like in Baton Rouge <laughs> and New Jersey. I was two for 10 oh. on bets. Oh. And I ended up breaking even. Thank God. Oh, like, geez, that's I, a plus. Yeah. I ended up throwing 25 in in Baton Rouge and then two deposits of 25 in New Jersey. Holy shit. And I won. Uh, about seventy five bucks. Nice. So I and oh, I ended up breaking even because I the two bets I hit on I bet Clem, I hit Clemson yeah. over Florida State. That was a good pick. And then and my uh, cousin Shauna's uh, boyfriend Connor went to Clemson and we're at the wedding reception. Nice. And my niece goes to Florida State. Oh. And we're standing there and, and Connor's like, I gotta wait for the money back. Put money on fuck Clemson because they they're not even playing anybody this week. And my my niece that looks over is like, excuse me, like they're playing because you know, they're playing Florida That's State. Awesome. And um, but yeah, I went on that and then I picked Manu over Tottenham. Oh, and pick. I threw like fifteen bucks at it. And they were Tottenham was favored on at Man United. Yeah, and that was like for whatever like Man United will go like tie leads or something yeah. or. You know, some shitty team. Yeah. And then they'll beat a top because they already beat yeah. Arsenal and they it's beat crazy. Tottenham. So I took a flyer on that and I won like 45 bucks or something on that. So I ended up breaking even for the weekend. Thank nice. God. Because I was like, I was starting to get pissy. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was just, I, I, I look back at the, some of the bet. I was doing stupid stuff like when the Astros went up 2 nothing on the Mariners. Yeah. I put like, the odds were like twenty thousand to one for the Mariners to win the series. Oh, I'll throw a dollar at that. I threw ten bucks at it. Yeah. Like ten was like paying like two hundred dollars or yeah. something, like ridiculous. I'll and take I'm that like, bet. Yeah. And like all it takes is one. Yeah. You know, like to turn it around. And of course, they the eighteen inning game, and it's like, but I was just doing stupid. Uh, and then all my soccer, I. Like in Baton Rouge, I paid like three soccer bets. Yeah. For Saturday and Sunday, and I was over three there. Oh. Like, you know, I I do a draw, and someone would yeah. win like one nothing. Oh I would, yeah. I would do Score someone like win one nothing, and it was yeah. draw one to one. Or, yeah. You know, it was just like I was just it was it was off. But then I redeemed it on Man United. Yeah, that was but, a good pick. Yeah. But like, Rip had like he won on Kentucky and Mississippi State, I think, and then. On no, he was three for three because he he placed uh, one bet on NFL and it was like this mm. four 
team 13 point monster teaser bet that he put together. Holy shit. It was like 140 to pay 100. So, and he won. Tampa Bay was like the only iffy one because they were, um, he had the um, line teased to like plus one and then they lost by two. Yeah. Or whatever. Or it was plus three. Yeah. It was something they were, um, yeah, it was plus three and they lost by two. Oh, man. So, like, but he had, he had the Jets, who like were not favored at Green Bay. It, like, yeah, that would have been a good straight up bet. Like, yeah. Oh my god. And he had, I think, yeah, he just had four. Like, yeah, paid a hundred bucks. Like, he paid one forty to win a hundred. To win a hundo, yeah. But yeah, he he was three for three, and you were two wow. for two. So That's it was, amazing. It was wild. So yeah, I felt bad for my parents in that Tennessee game because the whole <laughs> time I didn't tell them until like after the first quarter. I was like, by the way. I have money on Tennessee. <laughs> Do you tell them how much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were like, it's a bad bet. And then, of course, like, dude, it was ripe. They were 0 15 in the Nick Saban era. And then, like, yeah. Bama got the ball back with like three minutes. And I was just like, I just lost $125. Bama's going to drive it all the way down. Yeah. And they're going to kick a field goal and they're going to walk out of Neyland Stadium with a fucking yeah. win. And then I couldn't believe he missed it. Yeah. And then Tennessee got the ball back and managed to drive it down for a field goal with like 10 yeah. seconds. It was insane, man. And yeah. as soon as they won, I didn't give a shit that Tennessee won. I just started chanting five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the I best bet I've ever won. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a smart. Like if you can find something that you're confident in and put Dude. put that much money on. Yeah. I never have the balls to put like that much money down because I was kicking I, myself because I was like, I could have thrown a thousand at it. I could have just thrown a thousand at it and it yeah. would have been yeah, like yeah. I was feeling that good, that, but that's why I have to stick with like logic when I put blackjack yeah. and stuff because I'm like, oh man, if I was betting like a hundred dollars a hand instead yeah. of twenty five or fifty, yeah, like just imagine how much would be ahead. You get emotional like, about it, yeah. yeah. But then how much would I be down too? Yeah. you know, you don't. I said, Jackie, I was like, I could put a thousand down. We, I could, I can't have like four grand right now. I know. <laughs> she was like, Yeah, you're not betting a thousand dollars. That's why, like, I just I do it more for like. I just put 25 in yeah. because it's like me going to get like dinner. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, a small little. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like, okay, I won't yeah. go, you know, have like Miko's hot chicken yeah. and where it's going to be like $20 after tax. Yeah. I'll just cut one of those out, put 25 in and I'll bake like five, $5 bets, yeah. you know, maybe a $10 bet. Cause totally. it, the same when I did Man United, I put ten dollars on the Rockets straight up, and they were yeah. only down like four with like a few minutes left, and then they lost by I think nine. But yeah, I think you were saying going against the spread would have been good because they yeah. lost by what seven? Yeah, and I think the spread was ten or oh, something yeah, like that. It was bet, yeah. yeah, but that was like that ten paid like I think that paid like eighty seven or yeah. something. Yeah, it was it was good it odds was, if yeah. you hit that. Yeah, but I mean, just through I had. Money in from the Clemson win and, and the Man United win, so I was like, "Screw it." Yep. But anyway, so yeah, man, we're back in person. Yeah, we we've been doing a lot virtually even before that, so yep. it's been good to be back in person. And that's good. Yeah, we 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 could probably talk for like five hours. So we gotta. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, we we talked for an hour even before we started recording. Yeah, so yeah, yeah my, <laughs> we've been here almost two hours now. <laughs> yeah. We had dinner. We already yeah. talked for an hour. Yeah. Like yeah, and then we started recording. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, so yeah, so. Thank you and Jackie for doing yeah. episode seven and eight on Hot D, which was good because I watched them, but like with the travels and stuff, yeah, we had a lot of family stuff on, 
on Friday, and I was traveling. I was in Baton Rouge during the week, and I had dinners and stuff like Wednesday, and then had to drive back Thursday. So, thank you guys for doing that. And uh, I, I had to wait till we got back from Europe to yeah, catch up. Yeah, literally had to watch like three episodes straight because couldn't oh, you, get HBO Max yeah, in Europe. I was gonna say, yeah, you couldn't even like download them to watch on the plane because nope. that's what I did Thursday. I download. I watched uh, Avenue Five, the second episode. Oh. I watched uh, Hot D, yep. and I watched. I downloaded like uh, We Own the City, which I now have one episode left. Nice. I watched five of the six, and it's really good. Nice. But I love it. Uh, I need to finish. I was trying to finish it up last night, but I didn't. Um, so let's let's get into Hot D. Yeah. So this episode, episode nine. The penultimate of season one. The Green Council. Ooh. Yeah. And so it left off with Viserys is dead. He died, yeah. Yeah. Finally. Finally. The Keeper has finally moved on. Dude got more disgusting (sighs) as we went along. Just more decrepit and one-eyed and... I was listening listening, uh, or reading something today talking about how in the book... They mention how bad he smelled. Oh like, God, yeah, I bet. Because they kept him for a couple of days before they told the, you know, the city. That oh he yeah. Did. And like they describe it in such detail in the book. Oh. About the wafting, the rotting mm. corpse. Yummy. <laughs> Coming from the Red Keep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The crypt, Red Crypt Keeper. <laughs> red Crypt Keeper. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So Viserys is dead, right? Yeah. And uh, the small council meets and Alicent is like kind of a little bit lost almost. I mean, she has lost her husband with whom she's been pretty loyal to, but like Otto Hightower is like, I know what we're doing. Yeah. We've already got a plan in motion. Don't worry about it. We're going to name Aegon as heir. And she's like, wait, 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 you guys have been plotting behind the King's back this whole time. And I love how that one guy, I can't remember his name. It was, uh, Beesbury or, yeah, Beesbury. Yeah. yeah. He was like, no, I'll have none of it. Yeah. And then he, and then... Uh, In my sixth to 70th year, like, <laughs> yeah. he's 76 year old. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, he's having none of it. And our favorite murderer... Oh, I like, hate, hate that guy. Sir Kristen. Sir Kristen Cole. Yeah. Says, like, basically sits him down in his chair and in the motion... Slams his head into the small council ball. Yeah, real quick. Oh, yeah. Was that in Game of Thrones, the small council balls? No. Yeah, I saw that, like, in the first episode of this one, and I was like, what? Is, like, if it's not there, they're not present, obviously, so why <laughs> have the balls? I don't, it doesn't make any sense. I think it's set up to use it as a murder device here it's in this episode. Yeah. Like, I, I was, um... That was the w- whole point. <laughs> no, I was listening to somebody that talks about Game of Thrones, yeah. and... They called in the first episode that, like, someone's going to get murdered by the small council ball. That's and, like, pick. there we go. Yeah. And this was, it wasn't in the book either. So, oh, wow. In the book, apparently. So, sorry. We're not, I'm not spoiling anything no. because this happened. But in the book, he also dies. But it's, there's, it's, he either is pushed, there's three accounts. I remember two of them just that they're listening, but, he either gets pushed out of the window by Christian Cole. I was going to joke gets, that was how it was happening, but that's amazing. Or he gets his throat slit by Christian Cole. Makes so, sense. like, two of the three was Christian Cole. Yeah. 
Kristen Cole doing murdering him. That yeah. was a suspicion, which apparently no laws apply to Kristen Cole. Like if you're in the Kingsguard, we know like Jamie killed the king, and like, it, apparently you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but it's free reign. Apparently. Yeah. But I did. I did say. I did see a meme that was a nice joke of when he bashed his head into that ball. It was the uh, the Joker from uh, the latest Christopher Nolan Batman yeah. series, and he was like, "You want to see a magic trick? <laughs> <laughs> it's gone." <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Where'd the ball go? Yeah. But uh, yeah, Kristen Cole. You know, he's been sworn to protect Rhaenyra or uh, 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 Alicent, and yeah. of course, you know, now everything he does is to help her, and so he kills that guy. And now they're going to put this whole plan in motion, but not tell anybody that the king is dead until they're ready. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a smart move for their coup, right? I yep. mean, they're, they've obviously everybody's been planning this coup except for Beesbury. And uh, uh, the Lord Commander. Yeah. Of the King's Guard. He's like, I fin- retire. Finally, somebody, like, he's like uh, Barristan Selmy in yeah. Game of Thrones. Like, it's like, like, there's supposed to be honor in the the king's garden is the lord commander. Yeah, it's like there's no king. Like I'm done. Yeah, and like come back to me when you have a king. I will see if it works. Yeah, like I'll, I may come back to work. Yeah. My oath is to serve the king. Yeah, there is no king. Yeah, yeah, and he takes off his white cloak and he throws it down and basically leaves Sir Kristen Cole in charge of the <sighs> king's guard. Kill me, man. Like. I haven't read the book. I hope he dies like a wonderfully magnificent, horrifying death at oh, some he's point. Got to, yeah. Oh, wait. oh. I love how he's just driven by his hatred. A, a teenager that yeah. like wouldn't run away with him when how many she was years young. ago? Still grinding like that sixteen or something yeah. now. Like yeah. with all the time jumps, twenty two years ago. Yeah, the timeline also is starting to not make a lot of sense. It's really bugging the hell out of me because like. They jump ten years and six years and six years, but the yeah. kids are all around like the same age. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's there's some yeah. discrepancies there. Aegon goes from wanking in the window to now like <laughs> raping handmaids and stuff like that. Like it's brutal, dude. And also like having his bastard children fight in a dude, child fighting. That fight. was so weird. <laughs> they grow out their fingernails and grind their teeth. Where are we? Yeah. What? Fucking flea bottom, man. Yeah, that shit dude. is popping off. That's I didn't see that with Damon and Rhaenyra going out on a night's tour. No. Yeah. He didn't subject her to that. Nope. He'd have made a fight. Instead he took her to the pleasure palace. Yeah. <laughs> Deep in the bowels of the pleasure den. <laughs> so King's dead. Uh, Otto wants to delay the announcement um, to fortify, you know, their position within the council, so that way they can usurp Viserys' uh, request for Rhaenyra to take over, um, because, because uh, Viserys, on his deathbed, in his final moments, thinks he's talking to Rhaenyra and mm-hmm. tells her that he does believe that the prince that was promised is true. Yeah. Of course, he says Aegon. Yeah. And she thinks he wants Aegon to take over. But it was Aegon's prophecy, right? It was a princess. Yeah, it was promise. Aegon so the Conqueror, yeah. right? And she thinks he's talking about Aegon the Second, right? Which is... What are we going to call New King Aegon? Aegon the Masturbator? <laughs> <laughs> Aegon the Rapist? He's a decent baiter. Now, Moe's. My cousin Moe's, now he's a masturbator. <laughs> Sorry. Office. They should play, like... As Aegon enters, like, his theme song should be, like, an instrumental version of Nirvana's Rape Me. Oh, yeah. Since, like, he has a Just bring back Ed Sheeran and have Ed Sheeran singing a concert, like, (sighs) 
Yeah. Like they did in Game of Thrones. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and so anybody that's opposed gets, like, hanged. Like, that one guy yeah. tried to, like, he was like, I'm cool. I'm cool. Oh, yeah, so Otto was, like, making everybody bend the knee in the throne room, right? Yeah, so they, yeah, we start, well, I think the first thing, right, or there's some parallel stuff going on. They're also delayed. They've got to find Aegon. Aegon's yeah. missing. So, like, and during this time, you have, as you mentioned, like, Otto is trying to, you know, they killed Beesbury, who was, yep. like, the dissenter. And now he's trying to round up lords and ladies of different houses to get them to bend the knee. And in the throne room... The two people that don't bend the knee, they're taken away, obviously, to be hanged or murdered. Or well, we don't know here. Yeah, the two with that those refused, two, they just walked them out. Yeah, well, they either I think we'll find out more, like whether they killed them or if they're. I mean, the smart thing would be to put them in like holding cells or yeah, the prison, down and then below, yeah. they use them as leverage, yeah. you know, against different families. Smart play, like Caswell, who was like Team Rhaenyra. He's like hemming and hawing, and they finally fake bends the knee, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then like he tries to leave on his horse through the slow opening gate. <laughs> Come on, man! You you put on a hoodie and you just walk out through the gutters. Yeah. Come on, we all know. This. One thing that we learned from the show is put on a hoodie and go through the secret passageways. It is. Let me tell you, if Superman existed back then, he wouldn't have had glasses. He would have had a he would have had a cloak. Yeah. A hoodie. Like yeah. Damon and and Aegon or, uh the third or uh the Aemon can just walk around flea bottom and nobody knows it's, him cuz they have a hoodie on. So can Eric and Arik. Yeah. The Cargills. <laughs> which those two are my favorite like Hilarious. I have three favorite characters now in the show, like the Cargo brothers. And then they they remind me of like the Kitchen Brothers, like yeah. Mike Milligan oh, from yeah. Fargo. Oh, like, so good. Uh, but the Cargo Brothers and uh, Rainice are like like they're my favorite ones right now after this episode. But the basically, um, Otto is sending out folks to find or sending out the Cargo Brothers to try to find Aegon. Yep. And Alicent is sending out Amond and Kristen Cole, and basically, like, um, everybody's trying to find him. And so the Cargo Brothers got their little hoodies on. Amond and Kristen Cole got their hoodies on. There's no other person in King's Landing with an eye patch, so I don't know how he plans on pulling that off. Yeah, well, and of course, they, the Amond and Cole go to, like, the Pleasure Palace. Yeah. And the lady's like, Hey, Prince, I haven't seen you since, like, you're 13, or like, right. basically... Like, I haven't seen you in years. Oh, you've grown. Yeah. And he's like, didn't perform <laughs> very well that night, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're searching for them, and then... Uh, it, yeah, it's, like, two opposing factors, right? Because yeah. when they find Aemon, or Aegon, right, they yeah. want him to be brought to Hightower outside the city walls. Yeah. And then... Allison is like, bring him to me here in the keep. Yeah. Right? So there's now they're like competing to find him first. Well, and that's kind of, that's what's interesting here because, so I'll just, reading about, this is another, it's not a spoiler, but it's a little difference in the book. Some insight. Yeah. Allison and Otto in the book were like, 
in on the coup together. So, like, it's a little off of what they're doing on the show because Allison was also not Rhaenyra's friend in uh, the oh. book and everything. They were, like, years apart, and they didn't have the same relationship. So, it's a little... They're making Allison more likable than, say, like, what she would be in the book. And so... But in the show, what doesn't make sense is, like, they're both going to install Aegon for different reasons. So... I think the only differencing factor is Otto knows once they install Aegon, they've got to kill Damon and Rhaenyra and all that family because if you don't get rid of all of your enemies, then there's always going to be, you know, they're always going to be trying to come at the throne. And Allison wants to talk to Aegon because he wants them to spare to spare like yeah those are her nieces and nephews and it's her Mm daughter-in-law so so like we're all talking about the same person (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) niece daughter-in-law cousin sister uncle yeah and we we also we didn't talk about how for some reason renice is still in king's landing like everybody they already went home like right after the dinner and she stayed behind. And, well, I think she was dealing with the body of um, Vayman. And they That's were, right, like, yeah. sewing his head back together or something, yeah. like, uh, to send him home. Got to get the tongue back where it's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, he done chopped his head right in half. That's so gross. Yeah. The vision of my head. But, like, she's locked in a room. They have her locked up because they don't want her to find out. They're not going to let her leave. And uh, Allison talks to her. Also, and Rhaenys is basically saying, like, you're just watching, you know, men are controlling you, and you're just, with your little glimpse, you're like, it's like through the prison window. Yeah. You know, I forget the exact quote, but it's like, you have no power. But Allison's trying to convince her, like, basically to join her side. They need her dragon. Yeah, they need everybody needs dragons in the war to come. So trying to convince her and basically saying like you should have been queen and you know, we we're good women that will try to guide um the our men like into peaceful yeah. situations. Or, yeah. 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 And I mean that's what that's what kind of like I think in I mean, even Game of Thrones in some situations were like the women of the show were good at, except Cersei because she was fucked up. But they were trying to guide people to peace. And Daenerys too; she wanted to murder everybody at the end, or you know, in King's Landing. But I guess anybody can go crazy. Um, True. But so like. You know, then we don't see Renice till later, so we'll go over that. But, you know, they, Eric and everybody's on the quest to find Aegon. And. Yeah. Eric with an E and Eric with an A. Yeah. (laughs) Two low position man buns, like very similar twins. Um, And. Like they. They get some info, basically. Well, I guess they encounter... Oh, no, this is after they find... Yeah, before they find Aegon. Mm-hmm. And they go... 
they also talk to everybody's talking to people and then they end up going did they go to the fighting the child fighting pits is that where Eric yeah. and Eric were yeah and yeah. Then that's when somebody came up and was like you're looking for the prince right yeah some well that's lady. one of Mysteria's like the web of spies that auto controls mm-hmm. too White, yeah yeah you know. yeah auto knows that it exists yeah yeah of course yeah so moral and yeah. highfalutin auto yeah. is a piece of shit you know too so yeah um, but yeah, they go to the child fighting pits, and you you see some children. What you assume, and kind of it tells you basically that some of these children are Aegon's bastards. <laughs> Dude, yeah, like he's spreading seed around the oh. whole King's Landing, right? I yeah. mean, like he's bunch of little snow Targaryens. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, I mean, it's he doesn't want to be. I mean, he's said it. All through yeah. his life, he he doesn't want to be king. Uh-huh. Like he has no interest in it. Yeah, he has and, no uh, interest in ruling whatsoever. And I mean, like, why would you? Like, I think it's almost like being a backup quarterback in the NFL. Why would you want to be king when you could be like the second son and just live a life of wealth and luxury and? Not have to be ruling anything. It's never your fault if the team loses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the 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 number one quarterback gets hurt. I got to come in for yeah. the three games and just sling it, and then yeah. I, I get to up my contract value. But yeah. I, I don't want to be a starter. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, so like but I think like he saw like Viserys just got the life sucked out of yeah. him, and I think Damon saw it too. And Damon was probably like, "Holy shit, I dodged a bullet there." Well, and I'm gonna I think so. I'm gonna do a parallel to regular life. When Obama like first became yeah. president in 2008, dude looked like a million bucks. Yeah. And then by the time his presidency was done, his hair was gray. Yeah. He looked like started looking like shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I know you age like eight years, but yeah, it's still all that takes a toll on you. All that stress, yeah. all that work, all dude, it sucks. The Unless life you out. like have a hairpiece and orange makeup yeah. to cover up like bodysuit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There's a little man girdles and yeah. <laughs> So like like the uh, the movie um, Men in Black, yeah. And like they got a little green alien inside his head. Like <laughs> and when, I forget which Men in Black that was, but yeah, it was, it was number uh, two, I think. I but, think, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah it's, but it's like the it's like the rumor about Kevin on the Office. There's a little man inside of him working <laughs> in with controls. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean the, the power, like it just saps away all that stress, man. Yeah. Like, why would you want that? But. I mean, they eventually the cargoes get pointed in the right direction. They find them underneath, like a table, and yeah, where it was, was under that at? altar? Under the altar, inside the temple, because the white worm. People can't see my air quotes. Yeah, um, heard through the vine, right yeah. through the through the spies that the king had died and that Aegon would be ascending the throne. Yeah, so they kidnapped him for a ransom. Ah. Tied his ass up and left him under that altar. And so that's when we see the White Worm meet with Otto Hightower. Yeah. And it's supposedly, air quotes again, people, it's um, Miss, uh, Miss Aria. It's yeah. Supposedly the White Worm. Yeah. My money's on it's Otto Hightower's the White Worm. I think Miss Aria is, no? I mean, I don't think. Eh. I think I think Otto Hightower's playing, playing like triple sides well he's no i mean he's got this he's like it's interesting because Otto is the hand 
He's also playing the little finger and the and the um, yeah. Varus part. Yeah, because Varus had his little spiders, his yep. little network of spies. Littlefinger was always conniving, and but he's also got the duties of the hand. He's playing like three characters in one. I think yeah. when he got ousted by Viserys the first time, and he got kicked off, kicked out, and did his own thing, I think he became the White Worm. Even if he's not, he's controlling. If Masari yeah. is the White Worm, he's controlling everything. He knows that he knows who she was. Like, yeah. But I think he asked her, like, "So you're the White Worm?" She never said yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't but know. He, I mean, he's in control of it. Oh, he's, yeah. he's in charge of that. He's operation. pulling all the strings anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think so. Yeah, I mean, they're setting it up. I mean, there's all these people now that they're loyal to the the team Green. Yeah. And you know they get Aegon out of there, and he runs out, and Aemond or the Aemond. Yeah, they're like taking him outside the city, and that's when like Aemond and yeah, uh, Chris Cole. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, one nice of the brothers fights. Yeah, they're swordsmen, and the other brother just like pieces out. He's like, "Yeah, uh, eh, you got you guys can fight it out." Yeah, but Aegon is like telling Aemon, "Like, put me on a ship to Yerti or yet, like, yeah, give me a ship. I don't want to rule." And yeah, Aemon's it's like it's yours. Yeah, Aemon's like, like Aemon is like. Built for this, yeah, yeah. I think he said that at one point. Yeah. He was like, "My brother yeah. has been studying this and that, and I've been studying to fight. Like, who yeah. do you think is actually more deserving of it?" Yeah, he yeah. wants it. Yeah, as he's to say, like the second son going back to like Damon and going back to um, Corlys, even though he's not the second son because yeah. Vaymon was the second son, but he considered himself like a second son yep. because he had to earn everything that he got. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, Aemon's done every like. He's become a great fighter, and he is skilled in that, but he'll never, unless Aegon, something happens to Aegon, like, and Aegon does, you know, like, Aemon, if you go by who deserved it, it would be Aemon, right? Yeah. And even his mom, or... You saw that chin. Knows his piece, Aegon's a piece of shit. Chins like that get get yeah get leadership, man. Like Damon. Yeah, yeah. Now it's the uncanny resemblance between those two is amazing. Yeah. But which funny story, real quick. Yeah. The episode where uh, Allison walked into during the uh, wedding, uh, the engagement party for yeah. Rhaenyra, and like she wears green as she walks in. Have you seen the the replay of that? Where everybody like stands up like mid speech, and is like, "Oh, Alice, the queen is here," and like stands up. And there's one person who doesn't stand up. Who's that? It's motherfucking Damon. Oh yeah, we... Damon's just like, "I ain't standing up for this bitch." Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, course. dude. Yeah, I didn't notice that the first time I watched it, but I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I didn't notice it either. But I mean, Damon, he doesn't talk much. He leans against walls. He's no. sitting down. Like but my he's... favorite character. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. no, no. Yeah. He's he's observing everything he's taking it and it's kind of Amon's they they pick and choose what they say when they mm-hmm. say but mm-hmm. they're always they're always I wouldn't say plotting because it's not plotting but they're observing they're, yeah, they're studying very observant. Yeah. they're they're very strategic they, yeah strategic yeah. perfect because they know when they need to jump into a situation yep. you know it's not hot headedness it's not it's, it's strategic yeah. and just like I and mean, you go back to 
last week when he was giving the speech and it was like three strong boys and like I mean it's very it's very cutting and strategic. Yeah. And um where I think we're gonna see where Aegon is gonna be a different kind of leader. Yeah. But well that'll mean to be seen. But yeah. you know, we get um We haven't talked about the most the weirdest scene yet. Which one is that? So Allison has Lord Laris do her dirty work. <laughs> and then he does a bit of his own dirty work. He does work. dirty work to her feet. <laughs> yeah, dude. I saw that I saw Cliff said uh, uh Allison should have her only her own OnlyFans account. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew the Queen was selling foot pictures yeah. on the internet? Yeah. By Raven. She's there's an artist in there like <laughs> Sketching her feet. Oh, my God. Just her leg with a little bit of, like, the the skirt, the the dress pulled up. Like, did you see her feet? And, like... There's just counterfeits all over the market. It said five toes, it's four toes. They're sketching it, and, like, the artist is done and hands it to Laris. (laughs) I'll save that for later. Oh, Oh, yeah. That was incredible. So she's, like, selling a foot fetish for all this, like, information and work to be done because... Laris killed. Oh, I can't remember the brother and the father that Harwin, yeah, and uh, Daddy Strong, Lionel, yeah, yeah, Lionel yeah, Strong, Strong, yeah, yeah, and so break bones and Lionel, Harwin, Laris, and Lionel. yeah, it tells her that um, Talia was the leak, yeah, right? and so she wants him to silence the white worm with his white worm. <laughs> oh, man. Talia is, like, one of the most important characters in the show. Yeah. And he barely gets, like, any notice. Like, I don't even know what she looks like. The best she's done is light a candelabra in the window. So that way people know that the king is dead. Is that what happens? Yeah, okay. she, like, she like gets told that the king is dead. Yeah. And then she lights that candle thing in the window. And you can see it all the way down in Flea Bottom. Uh, that it's lit up in King's Land uh, in the Red Keep, so that's how the White Worm knew that the King. Gotcha. Died. Yeah, that's what I assume. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, she's a key figure, and every, you know, it's kind of like the they have a lot of these conversations happen around the servants and everything like that. And oh yeah, you know, so stuff I'm sure leaks out, and yeah, Talia plays a big role. Must uh, I was gonna say Masande, but that was from right. the, uh, Give it time, Masaria. She'll she'll be here soon. No, that's Melisandre. Masande was the uh, was Daenerys's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, lady in waiting or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Fr- the, her helper. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it was, it was a very uh, interesting scene because you see Laris like, you know. You haven't seen, like, his clubfoot. Yeah. I mean, that's what, like, in the book readers, they say, like, you know, he's club... They they called him, like, clubfoot or something. Huh. And, like, because Harwin was called Breakbones, and mm. Laris was, like, fucked up foot. You know, nice. <laughs> like, he had a nickname <laughs> yeah. for his... Uh, but yeah, they, they showed him with a cane, but they yeah. never showed his foot. Yeah. So I was like, does this dude actually need a cane? Like, Yeah, and then like, you see, like, he's, like, like oh, dragging he, his club, you yeah, know? Yeah, he needs his club foot cane, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting seeing. I mean, like, but it's. I mean, Allison is doing what she needs to do to get. And obviously, we've seen like, she's like, yeah, maybe we need this to happen. But yeah, and then he's like, comes back. Yeah, I murdered my family. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
It's, it's she's got all, she's got him and Kristen Cole like she's like man it'd be so much easier if I just didn't have to deal with those people yeah, yeah. I killed him whoa, yeah whoa, whoa. Yeah. who said like, that yeah. yeah it's like and then it's like no let me put in service Kristen Cole it's like uh oh Beesbury like all right settle down and then Kristen Cole's like fucking death blow yeah and she's like. She's in, in horrified, obviously, but then it quickly shifts, and then Otto, sorry, going like that, is like, nobody leaves this room until he's like, <laughs> okay, dude's just... bleeding out over the table. <laughs> yeah. like, can we get him some, me- can we get a medic in yeah. here? Like, we should we should take care of the body. Nobody yeah. leaves. Yeah. And it's just like, I got to talk and look at that thing? Like, yeah. 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 I think Allison doesn't realize the power she wields. Yeah. Early, she's starting to realize she's it. She's starting I mean, to realize it now. And everybody's got a currency, foot fetish, whatever. But like now I, she realizes, like, oh, I can have people killed and just I just have to well, say it. And I think she realizes stuff now because I think after the conversation with Rainice and then she's talking to her dad and it's like, yeah. no, we're not, we're, we're not two hearts or we're not one heart. We're like, you never gave me a choice. Yeah. Because like, he was like, you want, I made you queen of the seven kingdoms. She's yeah. like, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, She's like, I don't know if I want anything else because this is all I've what you made me do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like as like a teenager, you made me go like fuck the king, oh. you know, to keep him company after his wife died. And uh <laughs> I just think back to this the interchange scenes with her and oh. Viserys and Damon and Rhaenyra. That was like brutal, <laughs> dude. Oh my god, awful. that was brutal. Well, and that's the thing, like, poor thing. She's never had a choice, and now she makes a choice based on bad information that yeah. Viserys said, but at least she's making a choice in the show on her own. Yep. But that's where she's like, even though her and Otto are the same choice, it's different for yeah. different reasons. Because yeah. and she wants to keep Rhaenyra alive. Um, but yeah, we finally get to the you know we get to the coronation, the pronouncement of the king dying. And then we're going to the coronation ceremony. Love how there's no funeral for Viserys. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Rhaenyra's, like, probably takes her a month to get back or whatever from Dragonstone. But it's No, just I think like, it's across the sea. It was not very far. It's pretty right? close. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I'll have to look. Yeah. But I'm sure it's a 15-minute ride on, on Dragonback. But but they, I think they, they like, always take boats over for yeah. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense. But, yeah, we get to the coronation, right? And so they are inside the um, dragon pit. That's the Dragon Coliseum or yeah, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, on the way there, it was interesting because yeah. when they're in the carriage, the carriage, yeah. and the knife is just sitting up there, and Aegon's like, do I have to, mommy? Or like he's, you know. I don't want to be king. Yeah. And I'm like, is the dude going to like kill himself and then Aemon's going to be king? Like, I, I never thought we'd get to where he's yeah. up there, but... It was an interesting carriage ride. He pulls a he pulls a Lannister and just takes his crown off and just falls out the window. Oh my dude, that, that was is a great scene. Still one of my favorite scenes <sighs> of Game of Thrones when yeah. Tommen just like takes crowns off and steps up to the ledge and walks like out, dude. So that, that's one of my favorite Game of Thrones scenes. It's just yeah. brilliant. Like that was so good. Yeah. Like he's looking at like his wife. Like the sept is blown up and it's like. We yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> oh look, he's flying! Oh, he's flying! <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, everybody down here thinks you don't have the balls to jump. <laughs> Dude, that's not the right thing to say. <laughs> oh look, he's flying! <laughs> oh great, yep. great. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then we get yeah, we get in the dragon pit coliseum thing or whatever. Yeah, and, and like 
uh, Rainey's gets broken out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By uh, uh, one of the car Eric. Yeah. Eric or one Eric? Of, one of the Eric's. A- yeah. E or A, I can't remember. Yeah, Eric or Eric. Yeah, yeah I don't know which, yeah. But um, whichever one didn't fight Amond. Yeah. He, like, breaks her out and yeah. then, yet again, puts a hoodie on her and just walks her right out of the Red Keep. But then they get gathered up in the yeah. uh, the and forcible... Parade. The, they're attending the presidential rallies. <laughs> Forced attendance at the rally. Just get on the bus, people. Yeah. Where are we going? Uh, uh, I said, just get on yeah. the bus. Yeah. Here's $5. Yeah. Um, Thank you for your vote. Yeah. They go to the rally. Oh, yeah. She gets pinned in there. But we see her if she finds a way. She knows how to get out and goes downstairs, which I thought, like, oh, okay, she's finally fleeing. And then we go to the coronation ceremony is like the king is dead yeah high towers just grandstanding yeah the king is dead now yeah. Eamon shall take reign or and then everybody go. everybody's like okay you know like they were like <laughs> they said like naming Rhaenyra would or Rhaenyra would divide the realm and it yeah. goes to prove the point it's like Aegon and it's like the guy and they're like clap 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 yeah they're like yeah okay and then if I don't clap, I die, right? That's like North Korea. Yeah, and that's part of it, right? Like yeah. where they're, they're all gathered in this room around soldiers, the, the you know, gold cloaks. They have no idea who Aegon II no. is. They've only seen his face on coins. Yeah, and it, it's just like, you know, how often as a regular citizen does the leader have any impact on your daily life? Exactly. I know if you read Twitter, you think like every decision that's made for you is based on the president and the president alone, which is completely incorrect, but no matter who the president is, but yeah, average Joe blow or poor person of flea bottom has no impact by, you know, the King and their day to day activities. And so, yeah, so they're like, okay, whoever this Jamoke is in here, Okay, cool. Now can we get out of here and go back to, like, murdering and stab or whatever they do yeah. on Flea Bottom? Can I get back to, yeah, yeah. stealing watches yeah. and <laughs> selling, yeah, time, yeah, dials on the, on the yeah, corner? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I got, like, a Rolex and uh, <laughs> yeah, open up jacket. sundials. <laughs> <The> sundials. <laughs> oh, I think that was on Hercules, the cartoon movie. Get the sundial, get this nice stone, <laughs> like, it's good for, like, It's marble, I swear and, to God. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, yeah, then they, Aegon gets crowned and, like, everybody's, like, cheering. And now he's feeling himself. Oh, he's, he's now like, he's feeling it, yeah. He's, like, and raising he's got, a sword. And they, they gave him Aegon the Conqueror's yeah. crown yeah. and his sword, which, oh, I can't remember the name of the sword, but it was, it was like, Bloodbane or something like that. Uh, yeah, because, like, Dark Sister is uh, Daemon's. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to look that up. Yeah, but they give him a sword and then... He's just raising it, and, like, I'm trying to think of, like, it reminded me of um, the, like, Bohemian Rhapsody movie yeah. with uh, Remy Malek, and they're doing the concert at the end. And this happened in real life. It was, like, he's, like, would shout something, like, Dad! And they're, hey! like... Right. He's they, leading the crowd. He's leading yeah. the crowd. It's, like, Amy's, like... Ah! Yeah, and they're like, ah! yeah, they're just like, and he's like, oh shit, yeah, like oh, this I, get, is... I get some, I get some rebound, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
that was really cool because he... Yeah, he's, he, he's feeling the power now. Yeah, so it'll be interesting <laughs> to see if he actually does anything with the power. Yeah. You know. And so, yeah, so he's, he's, he's feeling the crowd. He's, he's, he's loving the concert, right? That's yeah. all, it's all theater. Um, don't forget, though, that um, the White Worm, when she met with Otto Hightower, she said she wanted those children fights. Yeah. Uh, little gladiators. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call it from now on. Uh, <laughs> little camp gladiators. Instead of, instead of American gladiators, uh, it's going to be uh, Westerosi little gladiators. Um <laughs> She wants that to end because it's deplorable, blah, 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 Um, which he's probably not going to go for because there's a bunch of little bastard children down there. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I had to throw that in there. Um, And so, yeah, Rhaenys, like, runs down a corridor, like, sneaks off. Thank God there's no guards, like, watching every exit and shit like that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, we haven't talked about um, the sister of Aemond and Aegon. Oh, yeah. And how she's, like, a green seer. She's a dreamer, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, she talked about when Aemon would get a dragon, he'd have to close an eye for it. Yeah. And then, like, when the king died and uh, Allison is looking for uh, Aegon, she says something that takes place in, the like, the last scene of the show. Well, yeah, she says it's... Um, Beast beneath the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, it could mean a couple different things, I think, in this episode, right? Because you have two things. You know, she's she said Aegon losing an eye, and then that happened, like, within an episode or two. Yep. And then, um, why am I blanking on her name as well? Um, oh, the sister, yeah. But she says... Beast beneath the floor, beast beneath the floor, and it could be like them finding Aegon underneath the table at the temple. Oh, that's like, true. Yeah, that's could true. her husband be the beast? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because uh, they're married. Yeah. Yeah, because they're married with some kids and all that. Um, mm. uh, Helena. Helena. That's so. it. Yep. 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 But yeah, beast beneath the floor. I didn't think of that because yeah, but, he was under that altar thing in the in the, yeah. the temple. Yeah. But I think I think more it means what happens at the end. You yeah. know, as Amon's pumping fist bumping Blackfire is the name of the sword. Blackfire, oh, good name. Yeah. yeah, great looking sword too. It's like black. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I was like, he's in all black. The sword's black, solid like, Valyrian steel. Yeah, crazy cool looking. Yeah, and um, then all of a sudden, like. The massacre of the dragon pit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Renice and her dragon come up from beneath the floor. Yeah, and just start not murdering on purpose, but clearing out a bunch of peasants. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight on King's Landing yeah, News, yeah. <laughs> uh, terrorist Re- Renice has murdered ten thousand <laughs> peasants, ten pe- ten thousand of Flea Bottom residents. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's all I can think of. That's on the that's on the King's Landing news and back in Dragonstone and on uh, <laughs> yeah. Driftmark, they're like Queen Renice uh, goes peasant bowling today. Uh, it's a weather raven. at eleven. It's a raven note. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god! It's more than that. Like b- before we hit that that last part. 
uh, Otto is sending a uh, scroll via Raven this episode. Who is he sending it yeah. to? Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, he he was he was rolling a fatty, right? Yeah. He wrote a little something, then he rolled a fatty and put wax in it. I saw yeah. a meme that he was rolling a fatty because he like blew. He was like, yeah, <laughs> it looked like he was yeah. But yeah, he, he he wrote a note, a scroll, and then sealed it, and then we don't know who that was going to. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So well, the joke I heard because they they do have um in the books they have a fourth son named Darren. Interesting. And George R. R. Martin in his blog. Is he a little person? <laughs> That'd be fucking great. Isn't this played by Peter Dinklage? Nick, he's a, sorry. Um, but it's the Tyrion, it's weary. That, but that Darren or whatever is gonna be in season two, and so they're think they're like, and Darren lives in Old Town. Whoa! So they're thinking they're some speculation is that that scroll or the little thing is for Darren. Interesting. And that maybe Darren comes like into King's Landing for the the war that's to come. But yeah, there's a. I well, think it's he, Darren. Is he just up in Old Town in the in the in is it the Citadel? Yeah, I think I don't. I'm assuming he's studying. He's going to yeah. college. He's like, reading up on Dragonfire. He's being fire. indoctrinated by his liberal professors. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. Sorry, I was reading Twitter too much today. Old I was town. Like, you mean woke town? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> woke town. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, they they yeah they should be at um, they should be in in King's Landing like with their swords and defending yeah uh, King's Landing. Instead, he's off. You know, in woke town, <laughs> learning from his liberal professors about medicine and like fake news, fake Raven scrolls and really stuff. Really great C-section operations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe could, if they didn't learn about all that wokeness, they'd be able to perform some surgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just up at yeah, he's up at the Citadel reading like yeah. learning how to make dragon fire or uh, the green fire that killed everybody. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. What I think was dragon fire? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so I don't know, but then Renice and Melis, uh, her dragon, you know, after clearing out like half the peasants, yeah, genocide. Nobody wants to call it what it is. It's genocide. Yeah, so you could say the war start. She's she started the war first. Well, I mean, the Greens committed a coup. True, but. I think it's more of an acceptable coup. But apparently, if you're rich and famous, you can just murder whoever you want. Or on the king's guard. Yeah. Yeah. So you tell me the first casualty of the uh, the Dance of Dragons was uh, with somebody named Beesberry. <laughs> <laughs> well, soon as, he, Bear, soon as Viserys dies, they close everybody off at the council, and then, like, he's the first. Yeah, I think he's the first official one after the coup is taking place. Yeah. I mean, you could consider... Lena and Lenor and yeah, that's true. All yeah. of Damon's wives well, and Lenor's not dead. But that's nobody true. Knows that. Yeah, he's yeah. got a shaved head. Yeah. I was wondering when y'all were talking about it if you knew that was it because y'all were like, yeah, then he killed Lenor and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're trying to leave the mystery in yeah, it until yeah, the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, then yeah, so she she's goes, broken through the floor. Yeah, then she after clearing out the peasants and um. You know, she goes up to the state, the the dais, and just the greatest look on her face, oh. like, and they all th- they all like close their eyes on the dais, and 
the dragon just yells at him, and then she just takes off out the door. Yeah, I love how like it was like cloudy and there's dust everywhere, and they yeah. couldn't. See, they're like, who is? Who could that be? And yeah. it's like, who else would it be? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And well, then yeah, they see it's it's Rainice, and she like I, the dragon like yells right at him. I kind of thought maybe like that was the start where you know maybe. Uh, Damon and Rhaenyra showed up or something for some reason, but obviously they would have had like um, Renice Re- would have had to like wouldn't have time to get to them. Yeah, you know the news wouldn't have reached them by then True. and all that. But I don't know. It's a fifteen minute ride on Dragonback. I'm just saying. I mean, you probably get there pretty quick at Dragonback. We we'll yeah. have to we we'll have to look at the yeah. map and see. Twenty but. bucks. Somebody's got it down in Dragon Time versus Bow Time. I'm sure the dragons are faster. Yeah. But, but yeah, she, don't come around the corner when there's boats, like, in Game of Thrones. Like, oh, the too, dragons yeah. come around the corner, and there's, like, boats there, like, Roasted. ready to gank them. Yeah. But, yeah, so... Could have ended the entire show. Talking the entire <laughs> series of House of the Dragon with one Dracarys. Yeah. I was joking with Mike on the phone <laughs> earlier today. is like... Radius was on fire. The 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 ending should have been like she says Jakaris and just chars everybody. Oh, and then so she good. says <laughs> And that is the end of the dance of the dragons. <laughs> yeah. It's like or you know, some shit like that. Yeah. But Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, she she spares them and um like Allison like gets in front to protect Aegon, like yeah. oh real king like man. Yeah, mommy's got to protect you. Yeah, and like they're trying to close the like the doors and high towers, trying to shout over like thirty thousand yeah. like <laughs> scrambling people, <laughs> like to keep the doors open. Come on. Anyways, they leave the doors open and she flies out. Yeah, she gone. Assuming she's going to Dragonstone. Yeah, I'm sure she's heading right to Dragonstone yeah. to tell Damon and Rhaenyra and. I'm assuming the kids, her kids are there with them, too, like, because I guess she took the kids. That was another question. Yeah, because like, they were supposed to, they, they proposed the marriage between well, and cousin Rhaenyra said she was taking the kids back. They were leaving, like, yeah. right after the dinner and taking the kids. But Rhaenys stayed behind for the body. And so, I'm, but Bela didn't stay with her, and she's, like, her hand or her whatever, you know, her, it was interesting that Bela, that's her granddaughter. Oh yeah, is right, like right, right. that. Yeah. Her like hand or whatever, yeah. or her lady and weight or whatever you yeah, said whatever earlier. But it, yeah. she went home too. Like just for nieces there, but yeah, yeah. It'll be. I don't remember much from the scenes for next week, but it looks like we're gonna get into some dragon battles. Yeah, uh, there's some really cool stuff like that I read ahead upon by purposely accidental. That same year. I think will happen at the end, which I'm interested to see because, I mean, Viserys dying is a big thing, but he's been dying since uh, episode one. Um, the pen, for penultimate episode, I thought like I, there was nothing shocking. No, not really. It was very by the book, like to me. I thought, I mean, when Rhaenys and Maelys came out of the floor, that was pretty late, like, but they didn't. Kill like, anybody. They didn't kill anybody except for thousands oh, of yeah, innocent. 10,000. Yeah. But, but <laughs> let's face it. In this world, those people aren't very valued by the... Uh, the whole leather industry of, of Flea Bottom has just been rocked. 
Yeah. Because 10,000 people just got slaughtered. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, There's a blood chase. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Yeah, well, we got delays in the supply chain. Uh, Do you know Phil? Yeah, I know Phil. Dude, he made the best dragon wings in yeah. all of Flea Bottom, and he died at the dragon pit of all places. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much workman's comp that he had. In the, <laughs> yeah. Are his family going to be taken care of? Oh, somebody just moves in and just takes his wife in yeah. his house. Yeah, that's how yeah. that worked back then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they gotta they gotta have a man, you know, doing all the work. Of course, back then. Yeah, that's how that's Westeros rules. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait till next. I think something bigger is gonna happen next week because yep. we didn't get the we didn't get any really big payoffs besides Viserys dying, which he really died last week. It kind of was interesting. At the beginning is like it seemed like Allison was like, "Oh my God, he died!" It's like. You didn't think he was going to die whenever he was, like, basically, like, incoherent turd. Did on Bill yeah. of the Poppy and wearing a gold mask and thought it was weird that he was only winking at you with one eye. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't start a round of applause. Like, <laughs> it's the sound of one hand clapping. Uh, <laughs> so I, good. Yeah, I don't know. Any final thoughts? No, I, I think... <laughs> I think the last episode will be good. I think HBO is getting away from penultimates being better than the finales. I think so. Because Barry the, was great in the final episode. Yeah. This, I think, is going to be great in the final episode. Yeah. You think we have any big deaths? No. Maybe. I think, I think uh, we have one, but I don't want to say it because it's something I read ahead upon. But Tell me after when I'll we're tell off you the after. air. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be the opposite of Game of Thrones, where we had a shit ton of war, but we had to wait like Every, six seasons for dragons. Yeah. I think we now have a shit ton of dragons, and we're going to have to wait six seasons yeah. for, for the actual Civil War. Yeah, especially when Rhaenys had the chance to like go ham on everybody and yeah. just like blew yeah. air. I'm, w- I'm waiting for the battle over uh, w- the God's Eye. Yeah. If you read ahead. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for that. Yeah, no, for sure. I think there's a lot of cool stuff to come. Yeah. And I think in season two, we're going to have some additional players as well. But I was reading that this was like 75 pages of the 300-page book. So, Oh, my gosh, yeah. You know. Yeah. And half the season was like kind of like a preamble to those 75 pages. So. Right, yeah. It's just all filler. Yeah. Yeah. That big battle over the God's Eye that yeah. I told you that I was just talking about has the opportunity to be the greatest like battle on TV, yeah. like better than the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, like it has a huge opportunity. I hope they don't fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. But any other final thoughts, man? No, it's, I've really been enjoying the season. I've talked to a lot of people that said they didn't really like the first half, but they really liked the second. Yep. I think both of us liked the first half, but after seeing six through nine, I think there's been a really good bump in quality yeah uh as we brought in like the current date of actors and actresses and olivia cook's been amazing as allison and Patty constantine uh, i mean he's got to win an emmy for Dude, uh yeah episode um seven his death or eight his death march uh, yeah episode, episode one eye yeah yeah i mean yeah. just him walking down the aisle uh his you know, speech at dinner. His speech at dinner. Yeah. 
And then, of course, he goes to bed and everything goes to shit. Yeah. And then the war is going to start. Yeah. <laughs> but his dying his dying thing is he thinks he's, like, brought together the family. Oh, I've saved it. Yeah. yeah. The the house of the dragon will live yeah. on. I saved it. Years. And then, like, oh, let me tell my daughter, like, the prophecies will be true and Jon Snow is going to come. And, yeah. Uh, and None then, of you will live to see this thing come true. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. it's really his wife. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we watched that, mm-hmm. which was great. You watched Atlanta? Yeah, so I've been watching Atlanta and The Patient and finishing We on the City. Um, and also while you were gone, um, Resident Alien Season 2 ended, which was amazing. I need to ask Marcos if he's watched it. Um, I'm sure he has because I haven't been in the office in like two months either again. (laughs) I came in for like the day before your wedding or a couple days before your wedding and then a month before that and I need to start going back. But (laughs) um, then traveling though too much. um, Atlanta was... Atlanta has been super... That's becoming quietly my favorite show it's just so good. I've heard nothing but good stuff about this season. Yeah, I mean, it feels like season one. I mean, two and three were a little different. They were all good, uh, and this is the final season. And I was telling you beforehand, you got to watch episode uh, six, which came out not this week releasing, but the week before. Uh, it's called Crank That Killer. <laughs> and. It's a lot about shoe culture and a serial killer killing people who did crank that videos for like the song Superman by uh, uh, um, Soldier Boy. Yeah. Uh, but man, that's a, if even if you don't watch Atlanta, go watch that episode. You don't need to know anything that's going on. But watch it tomorrow. I haven't seen yeah. a single episode of Atlanta, yeah. and I want to watch because you also told me there's a, a bit of a like sneakerhead thing going. Yeah, and the, I'm a big sneakerhead. It so talks like, about yeah. the shoe culture, like yeah. the um, the sneakerhead. It's more like related to like uh, like its influence on black men and what they do for shoes. But as you, I immediately thought of you because <laughs> like you know you wait for the drops. Right, the man. shoe they talk about shoe drops and these are my fresh ones too. So I got these in right uh, that, after I yeah, left for the like, honeymoon. They yeah. go see a guy named Shoe Man. Awesome. Like, it, yeah, it's so <laughs> you have to watch this episode, and it's like yeah, it's got you see like those kind of shoes that you have Sick. on. Yeah, but it it talks about the culture of shoes in like the black community, um, and I'll tell you like um, there's one part because they're talking about like Nike and Nike sneakers. And Donald Glover's character earns like, you see me wear a $900 pair of loafers and never said a word, uh, but that would get my ass kicked like in Atlanta high school. <laughs> but, but like now you want to do this for a pair of Nikes, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so it's just, it, it's just like the whole culture with like Nikes and Jordans and yeah. like the shoe drops and the limited amount of shoes that some of these in the the people that snatch him up before you know to oh, re- yeah. resellers yeah. yeah so yeah watch that episode like it's hilarious like Blanca watched it and never seen an episode either and she was like cracking up laughing <laughs> and then just so much other stuff like like when you watch like even the ending and the whole story is just freaking hilarious nice. it's go watch it's on Hulu and 
while you're there too, you can watch The Patient. So good. Which it's gotten a lot better. It's gotten better. Yeah, it's gotten better. It started it's, off a slow, but it's slow. It's not so much a great show. I mean, yeah. it's not in the same category as like House of the Dragon or Barry no. or Succession, right? It's just a different show. I it's, don't even know if it's a good show. Yeah, but I, yeah. It's it's been enjoyable. Um, I've been holding. I've been watching it, holding out for yeah. it to get great. And I'm just intrigued by it. It's just kind of a thriller. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know the timeline, how long like Steve Carell has been yeah. kidnapped because he said something about a few days. I'm like, wait, but he's about to run out of pills and his foot cream. So I don't know. Yeah. I understand. Like, yeah. No, I think it's has to be over a course of like like weeks at yeah. this point. And but yeah, I think it's to me, it's more of like the mental journey that yeah. Steve Carell's character is going through. I think you're right. As a therapist and then looking back on his relationship with his dead wife and his son and his daughter. Yeah. And it's kind of like the way you'd imagine, like when you're dying and you take an account of your life, if you have that like situation where you know you're going to die and you look back and you take an, like an inventory and make amends. And so he's like rationalizing everything that's happened because the assumption is he's going to be killed by his, his patient, the serial killer. Yeah. So, I and think, he's talking to his dead therapist. Who yeah. is that? Levar David, Burton? No, it's David Alan Greer. Oh, it's David Alan Greer. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I like those scenes when he's like, yeah. in his own head talking to his dead therapist. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think that's the best. I think that and Steve Carell's own struggle to look back on his life yeah. is what I like about the show. I like agree. I love serial killer shows because I want to know the mind of the serial killer, but I mean, it's from a victim's point of view. Yeah. And, and basically the serial killer, you get like, it's kind of like, uh, there's nothing unique about it. The trope is like, he was abused by a parent, his dad. And like, he's killing people that are abusive or whatever. And like, I mean, that's what kind of Steve Carell's conclusion is. And then he talks about, did you see the last episode yeah, with Ed Kemper? Kemper? Yeah. yeah. I was like, sweet. Yeah. He brought that in and I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, we it's, love Mindhunter. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, you know, his mom, like the whole sick, sick. <laughs> I'm not bringing it up on the no, show, but we'll no. talk about it afterwards. Yeah. But when he killed his mother, because he was, I mean, that was what he, he, figured out or whatever that he rationalized he rationalized yeah. that and then he stopped turned himself in after that because he was like okay i accomplished that i finally killed my mother like, yeah he was killing all of these young women yeah. because he hated his mother yeah. and then he was like oh i'll just kill my mom and then i'm done and then he turned but, himself in and i think the interesting part of the serial killer genre shows is that and that's this one's different because it's like you said it's more looking at the victim is studying serial killers is like their rationale and when you know they're always rationalizing why they did it and i think that's why because we always want a reason for something because when it doesn't have a reason it's scary like when there's a random killing or whatever and those are more odd and so when you know like but at the end of the day like say serial killer like like ted bundy or John Wayne Gacy, Ed Kemmer, all these people, like, there's always some reasoning that they use to justify yeah. or that's been profiled of why they did it. Yeah. 
you know, like even like the Unabomber, it was his hatred for government or whatever. Like you, but it's there's always some rationalization, whether it's based in reality or it's just in their, a, in their reality. In their reality, yeah. so yeah. But I think that's why we find fascinating about those kind of shows. But it's a, yeah, it's it's a it's a interesting show. Yeah, I won't say it's good. It's an interesting yeah. show. Yeah, I'm still watching it because I'm already on like. Yeah, the next episode is the last episode, and it's a limited series, so I'm going to see this thing over the finish. Yeah, yeah, and it's just to see. I love Steve Carell. I mean, how would you feel if he listened to it? Like, Like, oh yeah, it's a TV series. Yeah, of course he lived through it. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, like to me, the best ending would be he dies, murder suicide, like or something, or he kills Steve Carell and then his dad, and then turns himself in or something. You know, like Or, or he like. Like, Steve Carell, like, puts up a fight, and then, like, they wind up killing each other. Yeah. Like, if this show wants to be a piece of art... Yeah. And in terms of, like, psychology and, and like, yeah. victim and all of that... Because, like, how much stuff are they putting into the fact that, A, he's, like, Jewish? Yeah. And, like, he when he's, like, dreaming or in, like, his head, he's imagining Auschwitz. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't want to go down without fighting. And yeah. And every time he gets an opportunity... Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. So it's just really interesting look at psychology and being a captive, a prisoner to yeah. some degree. Um, but I love what he's talking to his therapist and he like keeps looking over at the, the water jug and his therapist or his subconscious yeah. is like, why do you keep looking at that? And he's like, I don't know. I thought about using it, killing him with it. Like, I just love that aspect of like, he's talking to his own subconscious yeah. in the form of his therapist. It's brilliant. Yeah. And, and the fact that they acknowledge that. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, and the other thing that I start watching, so when uh, American Horror Story, New York, NYC mm. came out Thursday, I watched the first episode, the first two are out, um, and, well, I watched it, I fell asleep towards the end because I was tired from waking up at 2 a.m., Yeah. so I got to go back and watch it and watch the second episode, and when I was in New York, in Greenwich Village, they had a building that was all blacked out with that. I sent or posted a picture on our Instagram. I saw but, that, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. The, it it's an interesting start. Some of the seasons aren't as good as the other, and the American Horror Story or story, yeah, story. Yep. Um, but we'll see where this goes. I it looks intriguing so far, um, but. And it's New York City back in the 80s. So oh, yeah, it's really it's cool. perfect. Yeah. What, you've been watching anything? I mean, you've been traveling, so you didn't get access to the... I didn't watch TV hardly at all yeah. while I was gone, So, yeah. which was amazing. But yeah. um, Avenue 5. Oh, yeah. I have to go back and watch the second episode. I watched it out of one I, eye. and I did that on the plane while I was falling in and out of sleep on yeah. Thursday morning. And like I'm like, was that any good? Like yeah. The first one was yeah. really good. The second one was like... What happened? I was like losing focus. I, yeah. was, I was on my phone and I was laying on the, I think Jackie was somewhere and I was like, oh, I'll, put, I'll finish Avenue 5. And yeah. I was like, wait, the show, the episode's over. I wasn't paying attention. Like, yeah, like the first episode was hilarious with Judd, but yeah. I got to go back and watch the second one. Same. Yeah. Yeah. They like have to hide in a tunnel because they're going by the sun and like, <laughs> they're like shouting at like the married couple is shouting at each other over whose baby it is. <laughs> like, like they're funny, but like I got to yeah. watch it again before we talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, the guy who plays the husband of the married couple, he was on uh, Comedy Bang Bang podcast. Was like, it? yeah, he was an episode of Westworld. Do you know that in season one? I did not. I wanted to go back and look, but they were talking about it. And I'm like, huh. 
It's interesting that they're in the show together because they were in the movie She's Out of My League with, um, God, I can't remember his name anyways. It, uh, T.J. Miller before he was like huge. Oh, yeah, with Jay Baranshaw. Yeah, Bar- yeah. Baranshaw. Yeah. Yeah. And like he was Jay, whatever his last name is. Yeah. He was like his brother and she was his like oh, fiance. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't re- remember that. They were the same couple and they're like, we're thinking of like getting married in Vegas and like a whole NASCAR theme. Yeah. And I'm wearing like an <laughs> orange Home Depot yeah. like fire suit with the logo on the back. Yeah. I'm going to be wearing a checkered flag dress. Yeah, it's just they're the same couple, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. That's, yeah, that's that was, that was a small world, but yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, so, we we'll have to watch that. One more thing for you. Yeah, yeah. Go back to the gambling thing real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, with my family, they're big into hockey. Yep. And so we were sitting there Mon- uh Sunday, no Monday, yeah Monday, and um, at dinner, and. I was looking at my DraftKings, and there was a. Um, I was at lunch, yeah. I was at lunch with my uncle and my cousin, and they're big Ranger fans. And so I was looking at DraftKings, and I saw Rangers, and it was like first goal, um, and it had like Chris Kreider, like plus five hundred, um, Abinajad, Mika Abinajad, like yeah. plus a thousand, whatever, and then everybody else. And so I was like. I was like, hey, who should have put money on it? And my cousin's like, oh, if we get an early power play, uh, Mika um, Abinajad's like, like he's going to score. Like, he's if they get an early power play, he usually gets power play goals. And so I put, like, 10 bucks on that. And it was, like, to pay, like, 100 bucks. Nice. And so we're sitting there watching the game at dinner. And they get a power play. And... Abinajad gets the puck like on the right side of the net, like at the circle. And instead of shooting, passes it to somebody else who taps it in for the goal. I'm like, what? Oh my God. And then guess oh, who scores brutal. like the second and third goal for the Rangers? Abinajad. Of course it's yeah. Abinajad. Yeah. So oh my he had God, two dude. goals and like an assist. Almost had the fucking leadoff yeah, goal. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it was like, but that was fun because I was like watching it and they're like, Whenever he he had the puck and I'm like shoot it and he like oh, passes it across yeah. the goal to the other guy and I'm like no and he scores oh so. man I gotta get back into hockey yeah yeah because they played like you know I'm a big Rangers fan but yeah. they played last night and lost in overtime to San Jose so yeah they looked pretty good in like Anaheim they played Anaheim and it was like they're terrible they had lost like seven to one to somebody yeah. the night before yep but yeah we got a we got to get back into it a little bit. I usually try to go to a game when I'm there, but we didn't make it Monday. They were they were playing in the Garden Monday, but yeah, I'm sure I'll be up there again sometime during the season. I got tickets to uh, Frozen Four it's again. In, it's in Tampa Bay this year. Go oh, every nice. year. Yeah. So in April, going to Tampa Bay, probably stay at one of our sales sale account managers' houses because they live in Tampa Bay. Who was in Tampa? Costa? No, he was in Miami. Oh, sorry. We're not for names. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. No, 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 nobody no, no. listens to this. Yeah. It's Ruben. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. I knew it was in Florida. Yeah. But um, uh, so A&M has a hockey team, but they're not D1 or anything like that. Uh, so I bought an A&M hockey jersey, and I'm going to – I saw one guy last year wearing an A&M hockey jersey, and I'm like, I can't let him be alone. So I bought an A&M hockey jersey. I'm going to wear it. Because, nice. dude, everybody goes, and they're just repping schools that aren't even there. 
That's the amazing thing of the Frozen uh, Four, man. Like, does Anim one have Gigum on the back? Like, it's the name. No, oh. <laughs> it does have like the Texas like outline with the A and M in it. Yeah, it's not the greatest jersey, I will admit, oh. but like, I will wear it. Yeah. Did so we haven't talked about this. So I know we. This is gonna be the last thing because we're an yeah, hour and thirty five minutes in. Yeah. yeah, but well, we've talked for like so many hours. True. I like. The whole UT football, like, fandom is very wild UT? to me. Yeah. Like University of Tennessee? Texas. No, Texas. Oh, you mean Texas University? Yeah. There is T-U. no University of Texas. T-Sippers. Yeah. There's a community college in Austin I've heard of, but there's no University of Texas. <laughs> All right. Whatever the school's called where, <laughs> where they have a it's Longhorn. Old Aggie and a, Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I, there was, like, literally some, like, college football pundit, like, had his rankings on Twitter that like he has Texas, you know, Texas is a top five team. No way. Yeah. And so like I'm going on here and it was Texas fans going, yeah, if, uh, viewers didn't get hurt against Alabama, we would have won. And then we would want to get Texas tech and we'd probably be number one right now because Shut like up. we could beat anybody. And I'm like, you guys are going to lose like two or three more games. Yeah. They play um, Oklahoma State this weekend at Oklahoma State. They still play Baylor. They play TCU. Yeah. They play. And Baylor's not so great this year. But no, yeah. but but still, they yeah. they barely beat Iowa State at yeah. home last weekend by like seven. Yeah, yeah. And Iowa State's like really bad this year. Yeah, but that's yeah. So yeah, they're that, gonna they're gonna get cleaned out by Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's gonna win the Big Twelve. Yeah, but it's I'm sitting there going like, because you lost you you lost to kind of a down Alabama team. Yeah. And to Texas Tech, which is, like, one of the worst schools in the Big 12. Yeah. And it's like, but they, they're, like, crowning themselves national champions because they almost beat Alabama. And oh, they only lost to Texas Tech because their quarterback was out. They'd have been national championships if Cole McCoy hadn't gotten hurt in that championship game. I've heard it all before. Yeah. Yeah. And the only, I mean, you got to get when Vince Young was there, it was a whole different story. Totally. But like, it was a totally different program. Yeah. Yeah. And but now it's like these people are just uh uh wild. Like, they started their own insults, man. Texas is back. That's the greatest insult yeah, they're like, every time. Yeah, and that's the thing that people are like, Texas is back oh. and then people are like, Yeah, you guys were back last year. Yeah. You guys were back the year before. Back to you, sucking eggs. Yeah. yeah. So Amazing. I love the city and the campus and that but like their football Beautiful program campus. is yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Football program is just uh Yeah. They're always back. They got a lot of bandwagoners, man. They're always back every yeah. year. Yeah. So I thought you could get a kick out of that because I was yeah. reading. I'm like, oh, that's great. That's like, we like, like it's an Aggie. You'll talk. You'll say like, oh, you know, before the season we had the number one recruiting class, and I think they have a good shot. And then they lose, and you're not like, well, if they didn't play App State. We would have been the won oh. the national championship. You're like, yeah, we're done. Yeah. You know, like. Oh, I knew but, our goose is cooked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I threw $200 out the window when I put <laughs> money on them to win the championship. I knew that. Yeah. I don't, yeah, you, I wasn't going to place a bet for you. Luckily, you <laughs> went to Louisiana and you're going to place yeah, that. Cause. Yeah. I was driving to Mobile, yeah. Yeah, dude, I mean, you have to be real about college football. If you lose at least, if you lose one game, yeah. you're probably not going to go to the championship. Unless especially in the SEC West. Unless you're Alabama. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Unless you're, unless you're Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Ohio State, Michigan. 
Well, it's funny. Like another thing, yeah. The Big Twelve fraud, or the Big Ten fraudulent, is like, you know, Iowa State is like whatever they are, two or three or whatever, and they haven't played anybody. No. The only the only team they played with a winning record was Toledo, <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, Ohio State's good, and they have athletes. And Michigan's like everybody's like, "Oh my God, they beat Penn State last weekend!" Like, oh. it's like, "Oh great, they're overrated too." Yeah. Like, let's throw a parade. Congratulations, you beat Penn State for the seventeenth time in a row. <laughs> you've done something and, that you've always done. Yeah, yeah, and that's the whole thing. Like the Big Twelve, the Big Ten is just Ohio State, and Michigan are going to play at the end of the year for like bragging rights. To, well, they're all they're going to be undefeated. Yeah. And then they're going to play each other, and the winner will play in the Big Ten championship game against some shitty team on the west side of the Big Ten. The media is hyping. I'm going full conspiracy. No, no. Media is hyping that up, man. They want a top five, the big game matchup because they haven't had that shit in years. Ohio State, Michigan, top five matchup. That's what they want. And then what's going to happen is Michigan's going to win, and then Ohio State and Michigan, and it's going to be like, like, Georgia and Alabama, because like Alabama is going to win out, and then they're going to make it to the title game against Georgia, because Georgia is going to be Tennessee, and then it's going to be, and Alabama will be Georgia, and then they'll have one loss. Georgia will have one loss, and then Michigan, Ohio State will be in there, yep. and it'll be like, <laughs> it'll be just like, and then then Georgia will play Michigan and win by like thirty five, oh, yeah. and then landslide. Alabama will beat Ohio State by like seventeen, yeah. and then we'll have Georgia and Alabama for like again. The fifteenth year, it's going to yeah. be like that every year until yeah. until they extend the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I told my parents as soon as the Tennessee game was over, is when I finished my five hundred dollar chant. I was like, "Congratulations on your national championship! Though. You <laughs> yeah. guys will win this year. You fucking lost. You will win." Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, I mean, I have, to, I, have I put ten bucks in Alabama to win the national Solid. championship, and like, I'm like, I'm oh, still alive. I think I got ten dollars on C.J. Stroud to win the Heisman. Like, that's an easy pick. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um, well, I think we've gone long enough. Yeah. We've gone pretty well in our first in-person in over a month. So I think probably two months. In probably, in person. yeah, because we yeah. did a lot of vert. Yeah. So yeah. appreciate you for letting me come over and, and ordering dinner. And yeah. Appreciate all the listeners for joining us this week. And we know we went long, but... Shout out, shout out to Miko's Hot Chicken oh. in Houston for... Uh, Providing our substance before the meal. Um, some hot chicken. Unpaid advertisement and props, but yeah. Miko's is fantastic. Nashville hot chicken style. Uh, Highly recommend. Good fuel for the the pod. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, be sure to spread the word, everybody. You know, we're on all the platforms. I'm not going to name them. You know them by now. Word. Um, <laughs> Uh, be sure to uh, hit us up on our Instagram. You know, we put out polls and we share content and stuff we're watching, and we like to hype some some of the shows up that we watch. So be sure to catch us at Can We Kick It Pod on Instagram. You know, you can always email us at Can We Kick It Pod One at gmail.com. And if you have questions about starting a podcast or you want to start a podcast, you know, we're always looking to grow our brand. So be sure to go to our website, kickitmedia.com. And as always, peace. <laughs>